Virgin Valley Artists Association welcomes you to the Art Box, recorded in our beautiful Mesquite, Nevada, and sponsored by the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Our association has something for everyone of all ages. Come and get creative with us at 15 West Mesquite Boulevard, or find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com, or on Facebook as Mesquite Fine Art Center, also on Facebook, The Art Box. Steve, how would you describe our next guest? Superstar. <laughs> and what else? Superhero. And a rose. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're the rose between the thorns. Yes. yes. There you go. That was your, yes. <laughs> that The first two descriptions wasn't correct, though. <laughs> Nothing superhero. Well, welcome, Yvonne Hollenbeck. Thank you. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing here at the Cowboy poetry gathering? Well, I'm considered a cowboy poet, but I'm not a cowboy. I married one, and that gives me a lot of fuel for poetry. I guess you might say I'm a poet, (laughs) and I do cowboy poetry, but I'm not a cowboy. But you're also a rancher's wife. Yes. And we were talking a little bit earlier about how difficult that life can be sometimes. Would you describe maybe your day daily life to us? Well, it's challenging sometimes, and, but it's wonderful life too. I'm sure that it's not the same life as people that live in town. Because, Well, I was raised in town. My dad was a farmer, but he was a suitcase farmer. But um, when you live in the ranch, for one thing, you have to be prepared for, you know, like when, when COVID come along, I was in good shape because I always have lots of extra food in my, in my pantry. I always have lots of extra toilet paper and things like that because you never know when the roads are going to be bad and you can't get to town. You never know how many you're going to have for a meal and uh, you just have to be prepared. And you're, your home is where? It's in South Central South Dakota. Okay. We're, um, a lot of people know where Valentine, Nebraska is. We're 50 miles north and east of Valentine, Nebraska, and we're just eight miles from the Rosebud Indian Reservation. Okay. How big is your ranch? Oh, we have about a little over 4,000 deeded acres. Your ranching duties yes. in, involved cooking for the hired hands? Yes. How many did you cook for? Well, right now I don't have any, except my husband. And then occasionally we have a grandson that's pretty well taken over the reins. In fact, we're going to sell our cows to him and lease the ranch to him. Okay. And then probably lease equipment and stuff. And kind of my husband's kind of going to back off. He He still calf ropes. Oh, does he? But... He he can go to his calf ropings and <laughs> and not have to worry about things being taken care of on the ranch. So, actually, but I but I do have just for instance we've had a bad winter since first of December, and in fact I only had mail three times in the month of December because the roads have been blocked. We try to keep ours open with equipment we've got there. But, you know, when the neighbors can't keep theirs open, the, the mailman can't come out and do his route. We were getting low. It's taken a terrible amount of fuel for the tractors to keep 
they have to they have to do a lot of digging out with the tractors to open the gates to get in to feed the cattle and and it's just taking a lot more fuel so although we have uh, probably about 2000 gallon supply of fuel we were getting low and so the bulk truck come out and he had to go clear around an extra 100 miles to get to our place to deliver to refill our fuel tanks and he and his helper were both there and it was about noon and so I invited them to have lunch or dinner we call it dinner at noon with us and so you never know I call it the gourmet coat of the west it don't matter if I have a poem about it if they're there shoeing a horse or fixing a tractor that's down they're always welcome to eat with the folks there's no sense in going to town and so you never know you just always got you're you're just already ready to to peel a few more potatoes and throw on a little more hamburger or whatever you're fixing how many how many cattle did you have on your ranch well at one time a few years ago we were running about 700 mother cows but right now we're down to about 500 200 or right now today on the ranch 200 belong to the grandson now he's building his startup and we have my husband and I have 300 and we're selling them to the grandson so but it runs it runs about 500 mother cows and then we winter calves and and uh, they call it wintering them we have a feedlot and we wean we wean the calves in like around the first of November and then they go into the feedlot and they're fed twice a day and and then we're starting to sell them now weighing a little over 800 pounds so that's a lot of work to keep up with that yes, many cattle. Yes, it is. Cattle. It is, but I don't have to do much anymore, but I used to. <laughs> oh, I bet you did. <laughs> watch the gates. I still help, like if my husband's gone, I help the grandson. I watch the gates because you open them and they drive in with the tractor, and that way they don't have to get in and out, and he feeds along the bunks and everything, and then and then I'm at the gate, so if some calf decides, oh, hey, there's a gate, I'm going to get out of here. Well, <laughs> that's that's your job. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, Steve's dying to ask you a question. Oh, well, no, I wanted to get all that done. But I saw quilting in here. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you want to tell us about I saw that you could only quilt in between making meals, birthing calves. Yeah. So quilting was a sidelight in your spare time. Well, that's, I call it my found time. Your found and time? And I'm a traditional hand quilter. I piece them by hand. I, I uh, quilt by hand and everything. So when I'm piecing a quilt, I always have some some work. I have it with me. It's and I, not with me right now. It's at the motel. I worked on some piecing in the airplane, in the airport. I've done it. <laughs> And and at the ranch, sometimes you're waiting a meal or, or uh, I I'm not big on TV, at all, and uh, so lots of times in the evenings, I like to work on. And that's lots of times at home, is when I qu- actually quilt the quilt, but the piecing is done, waiting on a an appointment or just anything like that. Any spare time, I don't waste. I've, I've I've got a needle and thimble. So you, you do it all by hand? There's yes. no sewing machine? Yes. Oh, I still do a little on the sewing machine, but 
I I like to do handwork and and if you have you seen the quilt down at the Pioneer Salon on the wall when you go down the basement, it it's got all the logos and brands. I but, believe I mm-hmm. have. I did that, and did every that? stitch in that is by hand. Wow! Yes. Yeah, congratulations. It's mm-hmm. an honor to have it hung there, isn't it? Yes, it is. They um. They wanted to commission me to do a quilt for the 25th anniversary, and I think they were going to maybe auction it or put it on the silent auction. I told them I would do it, and I had the plan for it. And, but I said, I don't want you to sell it. The, the plan and the, the quilt, they sent a letter to all the featured performers for the t- first 25 years and told them what my idea was, and if they wanted their brand or their logo on there to send it in. And then when I got my quota filled, you know, they, they need to, if they want it on it, they need to get it sent in. Right. I needed 159 names and logos. Do you know how many came in? How many? 159. <laughs> not one too many or not one too little. And then the, the Western Folklife... Their logo is the center, the centerpiece, and then I did it in the, in the method of the trip around the world, and then on each block it's got the entertainer's logo and it's got their name embroidered. I did have a few that families had sent in of of some entertainers that had died. For instance, Gail Steiger's grandfather, Gail Gardner, famous cowboy poet, and. Those that had just died, I put, they're around the center, and they're tan-colored. And then all the rest of them were all wearing this. Well, now, I'll bet half of them are all gone now that are on that quilt. And I remember Ian Tyson, um, he was so excited about it, and you wouldn't think so. But the men were really excited about it, and they would, I remember him saying, How's our quilt coming? How's our <laughs> and at first he wanted his cattle brand, and then he wanted his horse brand on it. And he was just really, and other men were, um, and and Walt Larue and and Glenn Orland, they they uh, drew pictures on the envelope, and I journaled it all. And so a lot of the little notes that people put in with them, I put in the journal, and I traveled for about a year. I had that with me working on it. And so I would journal all this, and the, and the journal is with the quilt of the folk life center. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, see how easy that? us men are to please? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if anybody wants to see my work, you can just go to the Pioneer Saloon, and if you have to go to the bathroom, you're going to see it. Well, all, all, right. of our, all of our listeners will now know. Yes. There you go. And that Pioneer Saloon is quite nice as well, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. It's historic, right? Yes, it is. It's very nice. How did you get started in cowboy poetry, Yvonne? Actually, I wrote poetry all my life. I just, when I was a little kid, I liked poetry. And I'd write little poems. My grandmothers always wrote poetry. All our grandmothers did, I think, or they collected it. I remember my, my mother would get the Ideals magazine. And it was always had a lot of poems. And so a lot, a lot of times our bedtime story when I was a kid was a poem by Edgar Guest or somebody. I just, I guess I thought in rhyme. I was a closet poet. 
I, I use poetry as a vent, and I think a lot of poets do. You know, if something's funny or something's sad or something, you can vent. Or if you're mad at somebody, your brother or something, you know, you can you can vent by writing a poem about them, and it I don't it's a way of release. Well, we really enjoyed your poems that you recited a couple nights ago. They were quite good, weren't they? Yes, they were. I don't remember. <laughs> I guess it was humor. One was about the silver ring that you wanted, and you pointed oh, it out. Oh, they got and... the dog food pan. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that one, yes. Actually, that isn't true, but but it, I wrote a skit for our little local community Christmas program, and these little neighbor ladies, it, oh, we just had the most fun. And then I that's I wrote a skit about it. and. Yeah, I was trying to think as you were nearing the end, okay, what's it going to be? What's it what gonna is be? it? What's it going to be? <laughs> yeah. What's she going to come up with? I had no idea. Then the dog food. Uh, but we really, and part of it's true, we really don't buy each other anything. And and if I did hint, he, he wouldn't catch on anyway. I'd, <laughs> I'd probably get a dog food pan. <laughs> so. Do you feel like uh, doing any of your poems for us today? Sure. Okay. I can, I'll, I'll do a little poem I wrote about my life as a ranch wife. And that's just what I call it, as a ranch wife. I've been asked many times in my travels what it's like on a ranch in the West, and I guess my life is quite different because there aren't many ranch wives to test. I have to work hard, and I have to do things that other gals don't have to do. And, of course, I get lonely out there on the ranch with neighbors so far and so few. But the view from my window spans many a mile, and often mirages appear. I see the sunrise, the pretty sunsets, coyote, eagle, and deer. There's never a day that I don't get to see the wonders of nature around. It might be a sunrise or a new baby calf or fresh snow covering the ground. Oh, sometimes I have to go work like a man doing jobs where there's never no pay. But rewards can be great if you help save a calf or you've helped with a harvest of hay. I know other gals don't have it so hard, but I never would trade on my life. I love my dear cowboy and my home on the range and being just a plain old ranch wife. That's fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> How many years were you a ranch wife? How many years have you been um, married? Well, I was married once before <laughs> to a oh, okay. rancher and for 10 years, and then I've been married to Glenn, my husband for 46 years oh. so <laughs> congratulations yes. that's a long time tell me about the one woman show my well i have a one woman poetry show tomorrow where i'll be doing poetry i'll talk a little bit about how i come about writing it and things and that that's kind of like i once in a while i um do like a egg banquet um and where I'm the solo performer. But I also, with the Nebraska and South Dakota Humanities, I'm on their traveling roster with my cowboy poetry, but also I have a quilt program where I have five generations of family quilts, and it's called Patchwork of the Prairie. And I have a trunk show, and, and I inject a little poetry in it, and I have a PowerPoint showing the women that made the quilts. Some lived in sod houses. 
And um, it shows such a contrast between the hardy pioneer grandmothers in my life and how the economy and everything has changed through my quilts. Then I have the third program I do that's really getting popular is called the Fabulous Feed Sack Era. And it it's quite educational. And there again, I have the PowerPoint and and I have a lot of items and stuff, but it covers the feed sack era from about 19, early 1920s, about the end of World War I, until about 1960, when they finally, and that was a printed feed sacks, and during the Depression, that was all they had to use to make the family clothes or anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's just, there's really a lot of history behind it. Sounds fabulous. Go to different cities and set yes. up your show and talk about it? Yes. Mm -hmm. All through a Nevada Humanities Grant? And it's uh, South Dakota and Nebraska. And, okay. But also, I've, I've gone, I've, I can't travel much like with my Patchwork of the Prairie because uh, I have five big rolling suitcases full of quilts and, you, you know, to travel by error with that is not a good deal. But I have, if I if I do that, I have to to drive, and uh, I've done that several times in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, Cartersville, Georgia, and in Big Bear, California. I did my quilt program at Santa Clarita once and stuff. But that's quite a drive. Yeah, and a few towns in Arizona, but most generally, it's in five state area around me. What's, Fabulous. What's, what's next for Yvonne? Oh, when I get home, I go to Bassett, Nebraska and do a quilt program, and then I go to Cozad, Nebraska. I don't have, oh, no, I go to Alpine, Texas for cowboy poetry, the Lone Star Cowboy okay, Poetry. Okay, yeah, we've gathering. heard about that. Yeah, yeah, so I have Bassett and, and Alpine, and then I come back and do some quilt programs. But about, about every week or two, I'm, I'm kind of busy right now when I get home because so many things were canceled and postponed uh, because of all the weather we've had. So Christmas programs that I was supposed to perform at or were all postponed or canceled and some of them are trying to make up for it now. You are a busy lady. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we thank you for sharing your time and your talents with us today. We well, loved your show. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. And I invite anybody that wants to go to the Pioneer Saloon and see my quilt. <laughs> and we've seen it on our way downstairs. On the way to the bathroom, yes. <laughs> you know what? What we noticed, too, there's a lot of great art downstairs oh, on the yeah. way to the restroom. Yes. Beautiful photographs. And the photographs, mm -hmm. and so many of those people have passed, and it's almost, it's almost haunting. You know. It's haunting, but it's good that oh, they're it's still wonderful. they're still there. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, I had a friend who passed. It was one of my dad's shipmates, and and he passed. And one of his other shipmates said he should take down his Facebook page. And I said no. no. You know, I want to see Hal. I want to remember Hal. I want to I want to tell Hal every year on his birthday that I miss him. Happy heavenly birthday. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I'm glad that. Yes. That they're still there. Yes. And they're here. That's good, yes. Well, Yvonne, safe travels home. Enjoy thank you. the rest of your time here. Thank you. Yeah, you've made our day. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. 
Broadcasting from Mesquite, Nevada, in the scenic Mojave Desert, the Art Box sponsors thank you for listening. To find our next and past podcasts, find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com, where all accompanying images and links are available on the Art Box page. Questions, comments, opinions, and concerns can be sent to artboxvv at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of its hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Virgin Valley Artists Association.